Wrapping up the NLOS farm system previews, we have the Colorado Rockies, who have a phenomenal defender at shortstop in Ezekiel Tovar, and may have finally figured out the trick to find a pitcher that works in Coors Field. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster, and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, the number one sportsbook in America. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So when we're looking at the Colorado Rockies, 68-94 last year, so not the greatest year, but if you're looking at the talent accumulation, you can definitely see some trends in things that they are trying to do. Uh, They have a solid nucleus of guys up the middle. That's this first segment talking about the top prospects. Uh, As far as there's a catcher, uh, there's a couple middle infield defenders, there's an outfielder, good defense. And then in the drafting, there's some specific types that they've tried to go out and target. So looking at the prospects first, uh, shortstop Ezekiel Tovar is the number one prospect in this system and for good reason. So Spent most of his time last year, 66 games, in double-A Hartford. 318, 386, 545 slash line. 13 home runs, 31 extra base hits, 25 walks to 64 strikeouts, and 17 to 20 on stolen bases. Was having a good year last year. Uh, got, got injured. It was like a hip groin injury. Spent two months on the injured list. And when he came back, Went up to the major league level. Only got nine games. Hit 212, 257, 333. One home run, two extra base hits, two walks to nine strikeouts. But kind of gave them a nice indication of what to work on for this season where he's projected to exit spring training as the opening day shortstop. So when you're looking at Ezekiel Tovar, the thing to understand here, above average hit tool and above average power tool. He's a little bit physically undersized as far as the power potential you typically like to see. I mean, six foot 165, but he has a lot of quick tit twitch and does a really good job at, at being aggressive in the swing, making solid contact to barrel the ball, and then rotating through to get all of the power of the kinetic chain into the ball. A uh, couple things he's going to have to work on Uh, The swing decisions are still a little rough. So something where he's very aggressive, his goal is to put the ball in play. Uh, And and it's worked so far for him as far as being able to make solid contact with the ball. The bat-to-ball skills are above average. The bat speed is plus. The exit velocity comes out a little bit below average surprisingly, but again, the bat speed really being really good and being able to make optimal contact. When he does make contact more often than not, he's getting a barrel, he's getting the right launch angle, so it ends up uh, working out power-wise. Now, as he continues to physically develop, he was just 20 years old last year, I look for that power to finish coming in and him to end up being 
an impact hitter, probably above average power at the big league level. But he's going to get a chance to do that work on the approach and the physical development at the big league level because defensively he's incredibly smooth. The the speed, he's he's got plus speed. And so you combine like that gives him great range and then combining that with just the fantastic instincts. He was one of the better infield defenders in minor league baseball last year. One of the better shortstop defenders. The arm is absolutely plus. It's a very easy and smooth motion and he can make every throw you need him to make. The clock is very good. So he doesn't rush things because he knows exactly how much time he has to gather this ball, make the throw, and get the runner out. So again, look for him to challenge for a starting job out of spring training. And even if he doesn't win the job right out of spring training, he's not going to spend a ton of time in AAA Albuquerque before he gets called up. He is very close, if not already ready defensively for the major leagues. It's just working on the physical development and refining some of the swing decisions for Ezekiel Tovar. The number two prospect in this system, continuing with that up-the-middle trend, is outfielder Zach Veen. 2021st rounder out of high school, 6'5", 200, and has proven to be a little bit of a divisive prospect amongst some people in the prospect apparatus. Had 92 games in high A last year. 269, 368, 439, 11 home runs, 33 extra base hits, 50 walks to 90 strikeouts, and 50 of 54 on stolen bases. That is the big part of his game offensively, is the speed is so incredibly good that even suboptimal contact, he can usually beat it out and get on base. Uh, he, he's got longer levers, being six foot four, and so... He has to use his very good plate discipline to make up for some of the timing issues and or just the mechanical holes in the swing. Uh, He's very good at kind of keeping the strikeouts down by not chasing very much at all. Rarely expands the zone going after borderline pitches or pitches that are just off the plate. Uh, Does a very good job at kind of recognizing that. There is some concern as he moves up and he faces better pitchers who can better spot that stuff on the very edge of the zone and or get a strike stolen by a catcher that he may struggle. You saw when he went to Hartford with the Yard Goats. Uh, Zach Veen had about 34 games there, 177, 262, 234. Uh, Struck out 42 times in 34 games. So there's a little bit of credence there that uh, he he still has some development to do to realize the plus hitting when he gets to a higher level and pitchers are better able to execute. Uh, Power-wise, I think his future potential is average. Right now, his his exit velo and his kind of his power numbers are fringe to average. I think he could end up, his ceiling is probably above average power with a little bit more physical development. And then a little bit better work with the swing as far as the angle, closing some of those mechanical holes, things like that. Um, Defensively, he can play center field. He can handle center field. I think he would just be about an average defender there. If you move him to a corner, he's got a, a arm that's average, but pretty accurate, pretty quick transfer, quick release, would work in either uh, left or right. I expect him probably to end up being a left fielder simply because there are guys in the system with better arms than him for right field. But either way, uh, Zach Veen profiles to be 
a good defender, again, plus hitter with average to above average power. And then the, the explosiveness, the aggressiveness, and the instincts would make him a threat on the base paths as well. Number three prospect in this system, continuing the trend of up-the-middle defense catcher Drew Romo, one of the best defensive catchers in all of the minor leagues. Kind of a risky pick when you took him in 2020 with your supplemental first-round pick because he was a switch-hitting high school catcher. And just about the only thing riskier than a high school arm is a high school catcher, never mind one that's a switch hitter. Uh, stands at 61205, got 101 games in high A last year. 254, 321, 372, five home runs, 29 extra base hits, 35 walks to 81 strikeouts, and 18 to 21 on stolen bases. Let's handle the defense first because on a catcher, this matters more than a lot of other positions. Again, phenomenal defender. The arm is plus, I mean, 60 grade. It is accurate. His pop times are really good, 1.9 seconds or so. Very athletic. Uh, He's good in the crouch. He's good from a one-knee setup. Moves well behind the plate. Can block stuff really well. Really good baseball IQ as well. So pitchers like throwing to him. Uh, he, He handles a pitching staff really well. Uh, the only real area of improvement he needs defensively is framing. He's kind of only really an average framer, and he did spend all of 2021 in low A, where a lot of times they had some of the automated balls and strike systems, so I think that's something where he just hasn't really had to do a ton of it at a higher level and needs some work on that. Offensively, very much contact over power. Uh, the the lefty and the righty swing aren't quite the same place. The right-handed swing gets better quality of contact than the left-handed swing. The plate discipline's a little bit better as a right-handed hitter as well. So might be like a like a a left-eye dominance thing or something like that. But uh, very similar swings just does better from the right-hand side. Uh, sh- swing is short. It's compact. He can get in to the zone really quickly. Really good at line drives, kind of from gap to gap. Doesn't really do as well shooting them down the lines, but gap power from from uh, from line drive power from gap to gap. Don't see him as being a big power threat as he gets older, simply because uh, it's just it's not the raw power is below average. Uh, the swing is geared towards quality line drive contact, and it's something where I don't think you really look to change it. He's a defensive first catcher that's going to spray line drives and give you a higher batting average. You're probably going to be happy with something like that and find other sources of your power. Plus, you're in course field and some of that power kind of happens on its own anyway. The number four prospect in this system, shortstop Adele Amador. I think that's right. 2019 IFA, 5'11", 180. He got 115 games in low A last year. 292, 415, 445. 15 home runs, 39 extra base hits, 87 walks to 67 strikeouts. I had to double check that. That is correct. 87 walks to 67 strikeouts, 26 of 38 on stolen bases. The walk number kind of tells you he has a fantastic hit tool. He's he uh, very patient approach. He's also a switch hitter, uh, but his swings, unlike Drew Romo's, his swings are significantly different. The right-handed swing doesn't have a lot of moving parts to it. 
the left-handed swing. It's an open stance, a lot more moving parts. There's a leg kick in there and things like that. Uh, the contact hitting feels like it's better as a righty. He's a plus hitter either way. He gets a lot of walks either way, but it feels like the contact is better from the right-hand side and the power is better from the left-hand side. I say that with the understanding that both of them, the, the powers ends up being kind of below average. Again, not really his game. It's a, it's a, I think at best you're looking at, you know, 15 home runs a season. It's more of a line drive kind of thing. Will hit, uh, will cover more of the field than maybe Drew Romo would. But again, another guy with very good hit tool, 65 or so, who is focused on line drive power and uh, spraying balls in the gaps. He stole a bunch of bases in low A. I mean, you, you, you heard the numbers, 26 stolen bases, but his speed actually isn't that great. He's got good awareness and he's got decent quickness. It's just the actual sp- top end speed isn't that great. And as he continues to physically develop, I expect it to back off a little bit. So I don't think he'll have a ton of stolen base stuff in his game in the bigs. Defensively, he's, he's average at shortstop. Uh, again, the awareness is good. The range is fine. Doesn't necessarily have a great first step or a great arm. I expect him to get kicked inside to second base at MLB. And so Tovar to Amador as your double play tandem going forward, you could do a lot worse than that. I think he'll be an above average everyday infielder. uh, Offense over defense, hit over power. But again, Adele Amador does look like he is a good find. And both him and Tovar, international free agents, kind of show some of the success they've had in this organization with finding talent in the international free agent market. In just a minute, I want to get to these pitchers. Long been a source of frustration for Rockies fans. I think you may have figured out the trick to finding pitchers that work in cores. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Only app that you need for sports betting is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're very excited to have them as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have a ton of features that make betting on sports fun and easy. You can download the FanDuel app now. That's the day before the Super Bowl when we record this. Uh, You can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, and you'll get up to $3,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Everything from the money line, point spreads, who will score a touchdown, all of that. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can get paid your winnings instantly. Uh, if you're here just for the baseball, uh, Ezekiel Tovar has is tied for the fifth best odds for National League Rookie of the Year at plus 1,200. It's him, Cade Cavalli, Eloy De La Cruz, Francisco Alvarez are all tied at plus 1,200 for Rookie of the Year. So again, even Vegas thinks that he is going to get called like, to be the starting shortstop pretty quickly in the year, if not on opening day, and is going to play well enough to be in the running for Rookie of the Year when the award voting actually happens. So join FanDuel today at, at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57, as well as put some money down on some of these Rockies player props, and other futures out there. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so it's been an issue for a while for the Rockies trying to find pitchers in cores. Now, obviously, Coors Field does not help a lot because the ball, 
at altitude absolutely does fly. But something that I've noticed recently from some of the draftees that Colorado has made when it comes to arms is they seem to kind of be focusing on cold weather guys, right? So a lot of the new picks, 2022 first rounder out of Gonzaga, Gabriel Hughes, cold weather guy. Uh, second round, prep prepster Jackson Cox from Washington State. Uh, you, I mean, you can kind of continue to go down some of this list. I did not necessarily expect, like, there's a stigma against cold weather baseball players because they can't do as much stuff throughout the year, but the Rockies have seemed to lean into, and like in their most recent draft picks, have seemed to lean into getting cold weather guys. And then a lot of these minor league arms were coming off of injuries in 22 and are kind of a mystery, or they're new in the system. Gabriel Hughes, here from Gonzaga, again, the first rounder in 2022, plus fastball, sits 95 to 97 can touch 98, uh, really longer windup, kind of concerned what that, that's going to do with the pitch clock, big on power, right? So uh, only average vertical break, has some late cut to it, it's a power pitch. Uh, his slider, shorter power slider, sits 83 to 85 or so above average pitch. One of those guys where they found stuff, like they found power stuff, knowing that at altitude, a conventional slider may not work as much. Some of the guys that they drafted, I'm thinking about a Carson Skipper, the reliever out of Auburn, throws a power slider as well. It just seems like they kind of had this idea, we're going to find guys who are used to the cold, we're going to find guys who have power stuff, and hope that that kind of works out as far as them being ideally suited to pitch here when they get to Colorado. Uh, Looking at Gabriel Hughes, rounding it out, he has a newer uh, cutter, kind of average, and then a below average changeup in the low 80s. I think it can get to above average. He just can't consistently execute it. So worst case scenario, assuming he makes it, again, when we talk about worst case scenario, we're assuming the guy made it. Uh, Fastball slider reliever, but I think if he can improve some of the secondaries, you're looking at a mid-rotation guy. Fastball slider, cutter, changeup, all things that should work decently at altitude. The next pitching prospect that I'm interested in, right-hand pitcher Jordy Vargas, 2021 IFA, another good find on the IFA market. 13 games last year between rookie ball and A ball. 11 of those were starts. 298 ERA and 51 in the third innings. 64 strikeouts, so 11.2 per nine, to 17 walks, three walks per nine. Five home runs allowed. His thing here, so the fastball is average, right? Sits in low to mid 90s, doesn't have a ton of that movement, so needs to work on the velocity. If he can get to 93 to 96 regularly with that, and he's six foot 160 or so, so he's got plenty of physical development left. He's, you know, just now 18 years old. Plenty of room there. That's definitely going to help. The curveball right now is kind of the star. Sits in the mid 70s, two plane break, but tons of horizontal movement to it. So, uh, looks really good, definitely a plus pitch, and does well against against hitters, kind of confounds them with that. The changeup, fringe to average, sits in the mid-80s. He's got the velocities covered as far as low to mid-90s, mid-80s, uh, upper to mid-70s with the curveball. He's got some different shapes as far as the horizontal break of the curveball, the opposite horizontal break of the changeup, the fastball. 
Uh, again, polish some of these things, get a little bit more velocity on this. I think you're looking like you're you're pretty good. He can be a quality number four, give you good innings, eat innings, has the pitch ability that you need. A guy that's kind of an unknown and waiting to see how he does is right-hand pitcher Jaden Hill. 2021 second rounder out of LSU. 6'4", 234, so has a bunch of size. Got in 10 games last year, divided between rookie ball and low A. 306 ERA in 17 and two-thirds innings, 25 strikeouts, so 12.7 per nine, to six walks, 3.06 per nine. Did not give up a home run. Uh, Been an interesting kind of saga for Jaden Hill. Uh, Spoiler alert, he's the guy who has to stay healthy when we give superlatives. Has been incredibly injured in his career. So, uh, in high school, broke his collarbone playing football, broke his wrist playing basketball. At LSU, lost time with, uh, had an elbow issue, then lost time with the pandemic, and then had Tommy John. They got him in the second round, paid him full slot value, but he was projected to be a first-round talent when he was in college. He's only thrown like 50 innings, or he only threw 50 innings in college, and he's only thrown just under 20 innings as a professional, and that was all last year. Now, everything got better at low A versus rookie ball. Granted, small samples, 10 innings in rookie ball, 7 innings in low A, but the ERA dropped a full point. The strikeouts went from 9.5 per 9 to 17 per 9. The walks dropped from 3.5 per 9 to 2.5 per 9. Again, incredibly small sample, but he seemed to be getting more comfortable on the rehab as he got to low A. As far as what he actually throws, he's got, when I watch them, they look kind of like the potential for three plus pitches. The fastball right now is above average. It's in the mid 90s. He has a, a slider that is fringe to average right now, but I think could be a plus. Wipeout slider, tons of horizontal movement to it. And then he has a changeup that I think is plus right now. Sits in the mid 80s. It's just, you've got to get the command to be consistent. You've got to keep the velocity. All of this is coming back to he was injured and he's got such a short track record. So he's 22 years old, but you kind of have to treat him like a prep pitcher because, again, he threw like 50 innings in total in college and he's thrown under 20 innings as a pro. Ton of potential there. I think he's probably one of the highest ceiling pitchers in the system There's just so much you don't know about him. I do have him as my breakout prospect uh, in this system for next year. Speaking of that, let's get to the superlatives. Talk about your power tools only as good as your hit tool and who the best outfield defender is right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we are back. So, giving superlatives to the Colorado Rockies. Your power tools only as good as your hit tool. It goes to, it used to be catcher, now we're going to call him a first baseman, Hunter Goodman. 2021 fourth rounder out of Memphis, got 134 games last year between low A, high A, and double A. 295, 354, 572 slug. 36 home runs, 71 extra base hits, 40 walks to 151 strikeouts, and 6-8 on stolen bases. He caught and played corner outfield in college. But last year in his first full season in the bigs, He played 78 games at first base and 43 games at catcher. Uh, His arm is only fringe to average. 
uh, a little bit stiff, kind of clunky, despite being a good athlete. Just a little bit clunky behind the plate. And I kind of feel like either going back to that corner outfield, like a left field, or first base is going to be his position. I think the speed's not necessarily great. So you're probably looking at him being at first base, which that's fine. That just pr- produces even more pressure on the bat. Now, the raw power in the bat is absolutely fantastic. I mean, this is probably legitimately 70-grade power. 71 extra base hits is fantastic. Again, 151 strikeouts. The issue you have is he's a low-contact, high-chase guy. The farther you move up in the system, the harder and harder it becomes for that approach to work when you're facing pitchers who can better locate their pitches. So his best stat line was in high A Spokane, 315, 351, 589. He got 12 games with the Yard Goats in AA, uh, 227, 277, 364. Obviously, small sample size, not saying you can keep that, not saying you can throw it out. But the issue here is in college, in the American Athletic Conference, struck out about 20% of the time. And when you watch, It is a very busy swing. There are a ton of moving parts in that swing, and it is very, very much complicated, right? He's got a big leg kick. He's waggling the bat. Uh, He's just all these things that he's doing, and you've got to simplify the swing. And the question is, how much can you simplify the swing so that you can eliminate some of the mechanical holes in the swing? How much can you simplify that swing without losing some of the power. Because 6'1", 210, he's got decent size, but that giant leg kick, that is helping contribute to these power numbers. So you've got to kind of figure out how to work that out, right? Uh, Not entirely sure what the outlook is going to be. I expect him to go back to AA Hartford to start 2023, and we'll see what Hunter Goodman can do. I do think he's probably now mostly a first baseman. Catching might be kind of an emergency thing. But either way, promising, tons of power, legitimate 70-grade power. You just have to be able to get it into games. So he was able to do that at the lower levels. Uh, 22 home runs in 73 games in Fresno, 12 home runs in 49 games in Spokane. So it's worked so far. He's got to continue to be able to do that at the higher levels. I, looked, I really want to see what he does in AA Hartford this year. Uh, we already talked about the uh, this guy who needs to stay healthy. It's Jaden Hill. He's my breakout as well. I like what I saw when he got to low A. I really liked the athleticism. I liked the stuff. And again, I think he has potential to have three or four plus pitches if he can kind of bring everything together. The best outfield defender in this system to me is Benny Montgomery. 2021 first rounder out of high school. Good size. 6'4", 200. And... A guy that to me has three tools that are at least a plus. So speed, 770 grade. He is incredibly fast. Very good athlete. Uh, It can help him both defensively and offensively. Uh, His arm plus arm, his defense in center fields at least plus. So I like what he can do. The range definitely helps, but he's got good instincts and all of that. So that's nice. Offensively, a little bit more to work on. Kind of like Hunter Goodman, super busy swing, right? Uh, his setup is a little funny. His, his, his hand placement, again, has a big leg kick, a bat wrap, all of this stuff. 
Lots of stuff going on in the swing. And so because of that, uh, he has a high whiff rate. He also happens with the plate discipline to have a high chase rate. And so the power is above average. The hit tool is probably a 40 right now. He's going to have to fix the approach. He's going to have to get better with the raw contact ability to pan out. But the floor is high as a very good defensive center fielder with fantastic speed and promising raw power. You just have to be able to get it into games. If his raw power was higher, he'd have been the power tools only as good as your hit tool, but he's the runner up because Goodman's power is a 70 power. Montgomery's power is only a 55 or maybe a 60. Fantastic week this week. If you're watching this on Saturday, enjoy tomorrow's Super Bowl. We'll be back on Monday. If you have questions for that Monday mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMovieProspects at gmail.com or drop your questions in the new Locked on Movie Prospects Discord. Link is in the episode description. Link is in the show notes. Until Monday's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Thank you.